I'm not going to remember this quote exactly, but I vaguely remember someone saying that preaching is where you, um, you comfort the disturbed and you disturb the comfortable. And I want to share this morning just some comfort that I've kind of taken from, from that video and praying about it and some challenge or something to kind of disturb uh, me and challenge me better. And for me, it was really encouraging to think of that, the gospel story, this huge, the mystery of Christ, just kind of broken down into, into different bits. Because sometimes when we're thinking about sharing Jesus, which is what we've been doing for the last few weeks, we can almost feel like we need to kind of get in the whole gospel and the whole, you know, that as the milkman delivers the milk, we should say, it's funny you should put that on the doorstep. That reminds me of how Jesus delivered us from sin when he died on the cross and we feel like we've got to get the whole gospel message in to every conversation. But that idea that as we understand the unfolding mystery of the gospel and as we talk to those who we're trying to share with, we can think about what, which bit of the gospel story is read with these people where they are right now. And that is different to when we just comfort people just, you know, as a friend. Because there's a different kind of truth in it. And it reminds me of, I've talked to um, a number of women in different contexts who've been in abusive relationships. And being able to say to them, like, just as, as a Christian, I believe that each of us is made with an innate dignity and worth that we are created and loved. And so then when women say, but I probably do deserve the treatment I'm getting. I know I'm not easy to live with. To say it doesn't matter. You do not deserve the treatment that you get. No one does. You are worth a life where you can feel safe. You are worth more than this. And I believe that because it is a gospel truth. Because it's in the Bible. Not just because I think you're nicer than that. But because I believe that that is a fundamental truth. That each of us has a worth and a dignity. And for people in that situation, as well as knowing that we can repent of our sins as part of the gospel, that other side of the cross, to know that God takes sin really seriously, that when people hurt us, that really matters to God. He doesn't just sweep that aside, that sin is such a serious business with God that Jesus died for it. And to to hear where those women are and to let those different truths from different parts of the gospel story resonate. I and also then read the gospels, you see that Jesus, I think it's about Matthew chapter 16, so more than halfway through Matthew's gospel, Jesus has a conversation with Peter where he says, who do you say that I am? So by the time Jesus kind of starts talking to his disciples about who do you say that I am and starts really seriously talking about that he's going to die and be raised to life again, by that point the disciples have seen countless miracles, healing, Jesus has fed the 5,000, fed the 4,000, that actually there's this picture building up that Jesus didn't start his ministry with a four-point sermon on the theology of salvation. He was alongside people. He just taught stories in response to what he saw. He listened and he taught. And that it took the disciples quite a long time to be ready to hear that whole picture. 
And so that encourages me. But then I guess for me the challenge is that I want to share those truths that resonate with people where they are, that they are loved, that they can be forgiven, that there's hope for this life, that God is working and active now, their life can be better now, but also a hope for eternity. That I do want to share those truths as they resonate with them, but also to remember that's part of something bigger. And that at some point, that demands a response of us. And it is a challenge to me to challenge others as I'm led by by the Spirit that it's not enough to just say, Jesus loves you. Or to say, you can be forgiven. Or to say, that person that you love, that God loves them more than you. That at some point, as Jesus did with his disciples, we have to say, well, so what? If Jesus loves you, if Jesus has died on a cross for you, if this story that I believe is true, if you believe it's true, what are you going to do? How are you going to respond to this call? So that's the challenge for me, is as well as listening to people and sharing that bit of the gospel story, to remind and to remind others that that's part of something bigger that needs a response from us. And I'm not, because it was like a longest video, so I'm not going to talk very long this morning. I want to give to all of us this morning is to think about which bit of that gospel story for us where we are today reminded of that resonates with us. The passage that um, Andrew read earlier says that we're Christ's ambassadors. Now, I don't know whether you've ever been sold something by someone and you not believe that you're selling. It's, it's kind of, I used to work in a hospital and work with a lot of drugs reps who would come around with their branded post-it notes and sell their products. And you could tell the ones that knew what they were selling or cared or believed in it. So if we're Christ's ambassadors, then the gospel needs to be working and active in our lives, not just head knowledge. I always remember when I was brought up in a Christian family and my sister coming home from a holiday Bible club and mum saying, how was it this morning? She said, yeah, it was fine, same old thing really, I'm special and Jesus loves me. And actually, so much hearing the stories of Jesus, but it had almost lost power. And for many of us here, Many of you who've been a Christian much longer than perhaps it is easy to become stayed in the gospel, to become so used to the gospel that we forget its power and its action working in us every day. So my challenge to each of you is those those things the gospel down of creation the fall what do you need to be reminded of this week your awe and your wonder that made you that knows you have we lost our awareness of the fallenness of ourselves in the world 
become so comfortable. Maybe we don't feel like the world is that broken. Have we forgotten what Jesus has done for us on the cross? So that we just kind of accept it with passing gratitude rather than an active thankfulness. Does it still move us? Does it still change our behaviour? So all I'm going to do is I'm going to read that passage that Andrew read earlier, and this is from the message version, and then give some space for us to ask Jesus to show us which bit of the gospel message he wants to remind us of this morning. Now we look inside, and what we see is that anyone united with the Messiah gets a fresh start. It's created new. The old life is gone and new life burgeons. Look at it. All this comes from the God who settled the relationship between us and him and then called us to settle our relationships with each other. God put the world square with himself through the Messiah, giving the world a fresh start by offering forgiveness of sins. God has given us the task of telling everyone what he is doing. We are Christ's representatives. God uses us to persuade men and women to drop their differences and enter into God's work of making things right between them. We're speaking for Christ himself now. Become friends with God. He's already a friend with you. How, you ask? In Christ. God put the wrong on him who never did anything wrong so that we could be put right with God. I'm just going to pray to finish. Jesus, whether our lives are full of busyness and hustle and bustle or full of loneliness or both, we're sorry that in that we get distracted and that we can all just forget that we can lose our childlike awe and wonder at who you are and what you've done. I pray that through the power of your spirit that is at work in in us and in this room, that you would remind us of who you are and what you've done. That you would inspire us with what you plan to do in our lives and in the lives of our neighbours and friends and colleagues. Remind us of how much you love us. Remind us of how much we need you and need to turn to you each day. Give us open hearts and open ears to listen now, Jesus. Amen.